Thank you for listening to the Mile High Church podcast. Learn more about us and all of our activities at milehighchurch.org. We do want to let you know we've got an early bird going on for a special event happening November 3rd. Dan Harris, author of 10% Happier and of the popular 10% Happier podcast, is coming live in person to Mile High. You can buy a ticket to come to Lakewood, Colorado to see him or to watch it online. Thanks for listening. Muhammad Ali uh, is known for his opposition to the Vietnam War, and when he was drafted, he refused to go. But before that time, he had actually uh, had to take a military entrance exam, and he kept failing the test. And people started asking why the greatest fighter in the world wasn't a good fit, apparently, for the United States military. Uh, Some people believe that he was uh, failing on purpose, um, but the truth was it was the math. There were 30 questions, and Muhammad would share that he would get to one and get stuck and just not answer anything else. And courageously, a reporter one day um, asked him what was going on, and he uh, retorted, I said I was the greatest. I never said I was the smartest. And I love the spirit of that as we approach our message this morning, how to get unstuck. That even if you're stuck, it is not a negative reflection on your greatness. That you can be stuck and be great. That you can be challenged and be great. That your problems aren't a statement of what's wrong with you. They are the opportunity to share and express the greatness of who you are. I have a particular technique to share around how to get unstuck this morning, and it's the spiritual practice of affirmations. The spiritual practice of affirmations. When I think of affirmations, I immediately go to Stuart Smalley from Saturday Night Live. So excuse me, you can join me if you choose. I'm just gonna get it out of my system now. If you want, hold the mirror of your hand up to yourself and repeat after me, I'm good enough. I'm smart enough. And doggone it, people like me. Okay, it's out of my system. At the beginning of 2023, I articulated four affirmations that I wanted to co-create with spirit in my life. Did you create any affirmations to start your year? Show of hands, good good for you, good for you. Uh, Not to scare anyone, but my argument is that we all did. We all formed affirmations at the beginning of the year. Some of us are conscious of what they are, and some of us are not conscious of what they are. Affirmations about who we are and what we're capable of. Affirmations about what life is and its possibilities. Affirmations about our relationships that will define if they're just transactional or transformational and deepening. We are all affirming things all of the time, but spirituality begins when we bring consciousness and awareness to what those affirmations are. My affirmations, I am stepping into the next dynamic phase of my ministry. I am experiencing inspiring abundance. I am participating in meaningful relationships. I am happy, healthy, and well. 
And here's what I want you to know about affirmations today. They aren't just positive statements to state in hopes that will bring the universe about in magically making them happen for us. They're actually mediums in which we have our relationship with God. They're actually segues into our connection with an infinite intelligence and a creative mind. That's what science of mind is all about. It's not just about believing in a higher power and knowing that you're connected to it. It's about having an active relationship with this creative mind, this infinite intelligence, a God that is an important relationship in your everyday life and affairs. We should sit daily with our God. We should sit daily with this infinite mind and creative intelligence and, uh, and allow it to paint on the canvas of our hearts so that it can express in the glory of our living. Have reverence for it. Listen for it, not just in your meditation, but when you're taking out the garbage, checking the mail. It's speaking to you all of the time. And the most fun through the power of affirmations, explore the possibilities of what the two of you can do together with your focus, your faith, and your commitment. One way of doing affirmations is just to repeat them over and over. They sound good. But it's even more powerful when we relate with infinite possibility about how our affirmations might show up in our lives. I am stepping into the next dynamic phase of my ministry, Oh, I can finish that book. I know I can do it this year. Oh, I can see myself speaking to, to rooms full of people. Oh, I can see myself deepening in my own spiritual practice greater than I ever have before. I'm experiencing inspiring abundance. Every time I look into my bank account, I am surprised in a good way <laughs> by what's there. I get paid to do what I love. How cool is that? I am participating in meaningful relationships. Oh, you know, I haven't called my brother in months. I, I need to reach out to him. I've been using this affirmation in this past week. A friend of mine was in town, stranded at uh, Denver Airport, like so many people have been. And uh, a year ago, I wouldn't have gone over two years ago. But this year, because of that affirmation, I went. had a great time. I am healthy, happy, and well. I can see myself removing all of those habits that I've built up to prevent anxiety, and I'm moving back into practices that cultivate my connection with source and that return me to myself. When we engage in our affirmations in this way and see the possibility the divine indeed begins to write on the canvas of our heart and we reflect it through the power of our faith and imagination and we begin to create it powerfully in our lives. There is no such thing as stuck when we're in relationship with possibility. There's no such thing as stuck. Stuck is nothing but being unaware of this potential. Being stuck is the state 
of putting something else instead of God and a creative intelligence in charge of your life. Not living in God's universe, but in Archie Bunker's universe, <laughs> right? Not living in God's universe, but in a cable news consciousness. We have to get back daily to that sense of relationship with spirit. Now, for those of you who are turning into the message today uh, because you know you're stuck, I've got a little piece of good news for you. At least you know you're stuck. <laughs> Think about all those poor suckers <laughs> who are stuck and don't know it. Who are stuck and don't know it. And that, that's a lot of folks who have allowed themselves to instead of living in a, in a universe that is primarily about creative possibility, instead live with limited stories about themselves and their lives. Stuck reading that same damn page over and over again when they, if they could only turn the page, there's so much adventure and glory ahead of them. Stuck in a judgment about themselves and what life is. Stuck in what criticism someone said about who they are. Stuck. And I want to share today uh, what I'm calling qualities of defective experience. You're stuck and you don't know it when you find yourself practicing any of these qualities. Boredom, apathy, frustration, indifference, melancholy, mediocrity. Anyone any of these? All six combo? A couple of things to note about this. Note that I, I didn't really put negative emotions on here. Anger, fear, grief. These are vacation homes that the heart must dwell in from time to time. These are the result of living a full life. You just don't want to move in there. You want to get back to the, the, the home of love that is the place for all of our hearts and learn to live from that. Note as well that I didn't put qualities like depression on there. Qualities that so many of us who courageously struggle with mental health know that we can't always choose that comes upon us. Although we can always choose how we respond and care for ourselves. To sum it all up, I like to use the phrase, the eternal meh. <laughs> the eternal meh. Hey Josh, how you doing? Meh. It's like the opposite of om. <laughs> it's the never-ending eh. <laughs> I got found my audience finally <laughs> it's the the never-ending indifference where you're stuck but you don't know it because you've disconnected from that most important relationship that one with that creative intelligence that has brought you here to express what it is as it can be self-aware and celebrate in the truth of who you are. I love something that Rilke said to a young poet. If your everyday life seems poor, don't blame it. Blame yourself. Admit to yourself that you are not enough of a poet to call forth its riches. Because for the creator, there is not poverty and no poor, indifferent place. Challenging, but some truth to it, right? If you get anything from the message today, it's, it's this. Quality of life is quality of consciousness. Quality of life is quality of consciousness. 
A quality of finances? Awesome. Quality of environment? Cool, I love being here with all of you. Quality of relationships? So important. None as fundamental or as primary as quality of consciousness. Your quality of life is a result of the quality of your consciousness. And guess what? No matter who may hack your meditation, no matter what challenges are before you, whatever the stresses of the day, your consciousness, guess what? It's up to you. It's your own. To nurture, to dedicate yourself to, to uplift. This is the work of our lives. And I'm not saying it's not messy or hard or challenging sometimes, but the byproduct is your best life. The byproduct is to unstick yourself from any circumstance and especially tired mode of thinking and behaving to uplift yourself in a greater spirit. For those qualities of defective experience, I also want to share with you today qualities of dynamic experience. These are the qualities that if we can embody, even without changing challenging circumstances, you will change your life for the better. Qualities of dynamic experience, appreciation, anticipation, vulnerability, sincerity, intimacy, openness, courage. Does that sound like a good list to you? Are these qualities you're embracing, embodying, practicing? Start with these and you'll find that your problems begin to take care of themselves. Take care of the little things, and the big things take care of themselves. I love Nick Hornby's articulation of Jesus' great statement that, that know the truth, and the truth shall set you free. He says, that's true, but first sometimes it'll get you a punch in the nose. <laughs> and he's kind, of, he's kind of right about that, not saying about it, but, it, but that the truth can make things messy. Vulnerability can seem to cause more harm at first than good. Telling the truth can create more fear or rumbling at first. But if we trust in these virtues, if we trust in the qualities of dynamic experience, beginning with appreciation of our life right here, right now, recognizing that what is to be is greater than what was, if we're willing to be vulnerable and transparent, if we're willing to be and embrace a new level of intimacy with people that we care about, we can begin to experience all of that stuckness taking care of ourselves and we realize it had nothing to do with us at all. That being unstuck and free is all about relating with that infinite power and knowing that even if what you know in your heart to be isn't in your life right now, you can speak it into form. You can declare your truth and make it so. The last item on that list is courage. Courage to me is perhaps the least talked about Virtue in our faith. It's so important, you know, because some people, some people, they look at us on the surface, science of mind and spirit, and go, oh, that's the, the positive thinking people. It's all that positive, looking at the world through rose-colored glasses, not paying attention to the negative. And, you know, it can't be that way. But it's really about courageous living. It's really about saying, these appearances in my life right now do not reflect the heart of who I am and who I am here to be. And so I'm going to speak my word with faith. I'm going to relate with something infinite and I'm going to become it in my life. 
no matter what comes back at me to tell me it isn't the truth of who I am or of life itself. That takes courage to do that. Yeah. (laughs) Reflecting on Juneteenth this week, I kept going back to words from Frederick Douglass, who said at the height of the Civil War, "What, what man has done, man can undo. What man has done, man can undo. He, he was saying this about, about slavery. And he was saying this, and this is why it's so impressive and courageous. He was saying it with the permanent notes of slavery written on the scars of his back. And yet, he believed so strongly in the promise and the prayer of the Declaration of Independence. He believed so strongly, like most did not did at that, that time, even with abolition, that white and black should live together harmoniously. He believed in that so strongly he became the central figure for abolition in the United States in the 1800s. What man has done, man can undo. What Americans have done, Americans can undo. What human beings have done, human beings can undo. And it's never about forgetting the past. We can't always change the past, but we can change what it means in our lives. What you have done, you can undo by embracing that creative hope that you know in your heart is, should be true for you and for all people and having the courage to live it transparently and sincerely in your life. Getting back to the practice of affirmations, I want to give you a, a tool for using powerful, creative affirmations in your life to improve your relationship with source and make good stuff happen. And it's triple A is our acronym, triple A. First A is articulate. Articulate your affirmation. What is it? What is it that I'm wanting? What is it that I'm creating? Well, I want more love. I want more love. Uh, Let me work on that. Um, I, I, I am receiving love. I'm open to receiving love. Oh, but there's a giving part. I am, I am giving and receiving love. Still a little too vanilla. Here we go. I I am giving and receiving a profound love. Oh, I got it. I'm giving and receiving a profound love. What is it that you want? Give yourself. You deserve the 10 minutes to articulate a great affirmation. Articulate. Next, anchor. Anchor your affirmations throughout your day. On the first Sunday of the year, I talked about a great book called Tiny Habits by a fellow named B.J. Fogg. And he has this simple but profound practice called anchoring. And he says, if you want to build a new habit, build it upon already anchored habits in your life. So anchor your affirmation. When I'm complete brushing my teeth in the morning, anchor I will say my affirmation. I am giving and receiving a profound love. When I pull into work and I turn off the car before I exit, I will say, I am giving and receiving a profound love. When I get ready for bed, as soon as I put my head on my pillow, I will whisper, I am giving and receiving a profound love. Anchor your affirmations, which means anchor your points of contact 
with this creative intelligence, this divine creative mind, your spirit, your God. And you will anchor your life in this spirit and it will grow and it will become in your life. Lastly, apply your affirmations. Don't just leave them in the abstract corners of your hopeful mind. Apply them to your circumstances throughout your day to increase those qualities of dynamic experience of of appreciation and sincerity and vulnerability and intimacy. Apply them. I'm going to have date night with my spouse. I am giving and receiving a profound love. I'm going to go see some people who are sandpaper people for me that challenge me. I am giving and receiving a profound love. I'm going to go take a walk today by myself. Just be with me and God. I am giving and receiving a profound love. Especially in those places where you may feel stuck or challenged. Apply your affirmation and you will grow into who you are called to be to overcome that challenge. Articulate, anchor, and apply and co-create your life with this power greater than you are that you can use. Eric Butterworth in his Spiritual Economics, classic spiritual text, he has an abundance affirmation that I love. I stand in the unlimited substance of God and I have abundance. I got it wrong, hold on. I establish myself in the unlimited substance of God and I have abundance. Let's embrace that today. I establish myself in the unlimited substance of God and I have abundance. I establish myself in the unlimited substance of God and I have peace. I establish myself in the unlimited substance of God and I have love. Whatever it is, that quality that you seek to embody and embrace in your life, I establish myself in the unlimited substance of God and I have my true self, my true life, my true God, my true flow to live and have my way in being with this infinite grace that is written on every face that is present right here and right now, not just to use, but to allow itself to become known and rooted in my own soul so that it speaks through my word, so that it feels through my embraces, so that it is the very top of my list for how to live and co-create this incredible thing called life. Taking this consciousness into prayer, I invite any of our practitioner prayer partners, especially our newly paneled prayer practitioners to stand and join me knowing there is one life divine life infinite life expressing in through and as all things and all people or places even in those areas within myself or in my life where it is unseen I step into making it seen I know for each and every one of us that we are conduits for the artistic expression of this divine life. And that as we open our heart and our life to a power greater than we are, we can focus not on our challenges, but on our virtue, 
our spiritual inheritance of divine qualities, of divine empowerment. And we get to apply them in mind and in prayer, in action and in feeling, with conviction and faith, and hopefully with a deep-seated joy, that deep-seated joy that comes only from knowing you are one with your source. You are one with your source. Giving thanks for this blessing, may we know it for all those whom we love, all those whom we don't love. Let us know its expression that as we truly affirm for ourselves, we affirm for everyone else as well, and we rejoice in that unity. And so it is. Thanks for listening to the Mile High Church podcast. This podcast is made possible by the generous contributions from listeners like you. To make a donation, please visit milehighchurch.org.